0: Welcome back to Inside Marketing Design, everyone, or just welcome in general, if you're new around here. I'm Charlie, I'm the Creative Director at Care, and I started this show to learn from my peers in the tech industry about the processes and team structures that they have in place to make great marketing and brand design work happen at their companies. Today, I'm speaking with Berenice Mendez, who is an associate creative director at Dropbox, working on HelloSign specifically. Now, HelloSign is an e-signature service and it was acquired by Dropbox in 2019, but Berenice has been on the HelloSign team since 2015, when the company was made up of only around 25 people. So she's seen a lot of like team structure and process changes over the years, throughout the company growing, throughout the acquisition, and I was excited to talk to her about it and learn what it's like for a designer when your company gets acquired and then merges with a new company. Our season sponsor Webflow is especially relevant today because the HelloSign team uses Webflow for their marketing website. Webflow is a no-code website building tool and allows designers and marketing teams to ship well-constructed sites and Easily make updates without writing lines and lines of code. It is super intuitive for us designers to use, and for startups especially, it's a great tool for getting updates shipped quickly. You can check it out at insidemarketingdesign.co slash webflow, and we'll hear more about Berenice and her team's web design process in this episode. So let's get into it and take a look inside marketing design at HelloSign. Welcome to the show, Say, I'm excited to have you here and to dig into this other side of design at Dropbox, essentially, but you know, HelloSign being a, a separate product and a separate brand and things like that. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Charlie. Super happy to be here. Very excited.
0: Let's start by talking about maybe a quick history of your time at HelloSign, because I mean, things have changed a lot since you started. You You joined when the company was a lot a lot smaller and when it was an independent company you've been through this acquisition talk us through what brand design was like before the acquisition maybe
1: so yeah i joined HelloSign in 2015 brand new to the bay area a uh, young designer full of uh, hopes and dreams <laughs> and i joined a very tiny startup called HelloSign. at the time i think i was employee number 28 29 wow. maybe and I was the second designer. There was one designer and she was doing all the product design. And, um, I came in to pretty much help with all the, the, the brand work. There was a lot to do in all very fast because, you know, as you know, startups move very quickly. And as you kind of get more feedback from users and as you develop more features, you are also like trying to find your place in the world, right? And like the voice and the tone that you want to be speaking. But, you know, something that we kind of always knew, it was that the product needed to be simple and the Mm. brand needed to be reflective of that. So when I joined, yeah, I mean, I joined in and I helped design everything from at the time, like pitches for investors to our early banner ads white papers, thanks for um, all the conferences and all the events that startups attend to. And um, yeah, definitely started like working on the website as well. But, yeah, I was two designers, uh, very tiny. And um, yeah, I started growing as startups do very, very quickly. And obviously the work got definitely more intense. I I, mm. I definitely found that there wasn't enough time to do absolutely everything with the level of detail that I wanted to. Um, That's when you kind of start thinking about how to kind of scale yourself and then start kind of bringing in process.
0: And is that when you started maybe hiring other designers as well? Or has the brand design team at HelloSign always been you? (laughs) It's always been tiny and I can tell you what
1: happened. Like, So the designer um, who hired me, a year after I joined, she left. Mm-hmm. So then I was the only designer oh, and no. <laughs> yeah and and it was really um interesting because Obviously, like, I still love the company. I still love the team. Um, I still found it very exciting. But it really required me for a short amount of time while we kind of, like, hired, like, the product design team to take some of those product design responsibilities. And I guess it was very illuminating <laughs> for me to, to realize that I definitely wanted to stick to brand design. I think that was kind of, mm. like, my opportunity to, like, perhaps, like, pivot Test or, like, explore. Yeah. But I said, this is... This is work that is very very important and it's definitely it's it's my my brain isn't necessarily wired that way but yeah so we started growing out the product design team and then yeah we i hired um another designer who's also an illustrator and cool. back this is 2018 at this point and yeah, we're pretty much at that time. We have like a style guide. We have like voice and tone, and we have an illustration style. And and the product is we're launching new features. We uh, have uh, launched a new um, product at the time. And come twenty nineteen, I think is January, we just get a, an email that pretty much is giving us the news that we are now part of the Dropbox family. And um, yeah, things have been moving pretty fast internally since then. Completely different experience than a startup, um, but very interesting nonetheless.
0: Yeah, man. So that's a lot of change to go through at a company. And it's so cool to, I don't know, just hear about this experience on both sides of it, right? Of being at the small startup to now being at a much bigger company um, with multiple products and like multiple moving parts to it. What's happened since the acquisition? How has brand design been handled for HelloSign since it became part of Dropbox?
1: Yeah. So at the very beginning, we remained very separate companies. Um, I think this was done Deliberately to maintain a level of confidence and, you know, like stability for the teams to be able to do what they do best um, without too much disruption. I think any is you know, can be positive, but there's drawbacks and obviously Dropbox acquired a, a profitable business and they didn't want to compromise that. So uh, we, yeah, we definitely operated separately. However, I think that it was very evident quickly that the acquisition was made also because we dropbox wanted to extend kind of like the reach and like the the portfolio products that they wanted to present to the world and then we needed to kind of like achieve a little bit more parity between the brands Mm. and also uh, not a lot of people still kind of knew that that there was a relationship between companies so we needed to kind of like put a little bit more work on that in mid 2020 we joined like brand studio and definitely now like through some some teams are still kind of operating differently. Some others have kind of merged. We do kind of like work in the same kind of team, um, but our specialty is still kind of like in in HelloSign and in the product and in the in the, the target audience and, and and the users for for it. Which makes sense because
0: you've got all that context and all that like deep product knowledge and brand knowledge. For hello sign, um, that makes a lot of sense to me. And if anyone listening wants to hear more about the Dropbox side of all this of Brand Studio, then listen to the previous episode because we interviewed Liz from Dropbox in that one. <laughs> Talk to me about your role now then at at Dropbox. I guess we should we should start saying what are your responsibilities as associate creative director.
1: Yeah, so my job is essentially to oversee a, br- a brand manifestation through the framework of C by use. And just a TLDR is C, it's really like campaign efforts. Uh, the first touch customer sees, us, you know, on an ad, a billboard um TV spot, and then buy is experienced mostly interactive, like through like the through the flow of purchasing product trial signing up, and then use is you know the brand manifesting itself in the product. So really kind of keeping those consistent and understanding like. The, Uh, what level do they manifest and kind of make recommendations and meet with like the stakeholders in those areas just to make sure that we are speaking to users at the right kind of like tone and we are um really leveraging the brand to like you know help customers make the right decisions um, about our products on the day-to-day um i really what i do is i I define a lot of scope for projects. I provide, like you said, a lot of historical context. I, um, I select the designers that will work on certain projects according to their skills and according to the level and according to their interests. And um, yeah, pretty much just like help fill in the gaps on like what's, What's maybe technically possible? What has been tried in the past? Where are we going? And um, yeah, try to kind of deliver on those projects, uh, obviously within deadline, within like scope, if all goes well. (laughs) And
0: the difference in between your role and maybe other Associate Creative Directors on the Dropbox team is that you are responsible for the the spectrum of the see by use, right? Whereas the others tend to focus on one of those pillars for Dropbox itself as the
1: main brand that's correct yeah so the other acds um work on c and then another one in buy and another Mm -hmm, one mm -hmm. in use and i pretty much kind of work on all three at the same time which is no easy task uh but at the same time i think being still like a smaller company than dropbox we we still it still kind of can manage that uh but you know things are kind of changing rapidly and um that would probably might not be the case, you know. Soon, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who
0: knows? As as things merge more, you know. What about the rest of the brand studio team? Are you the only designer who is focused solely on Hello Sign, and you sort of, I guess, like hire or work with other designers on the brand studio team to get projects completed and to collaborate on things?
1: So there are about like thirty five people in brand studio mm-hmm. between um. ACDs, managers, producers, designers, illustrators, um, strategists, writers, and some of them are contractors and freelancers on the team. So there is an illustrator that reports to me and an interactive designer, but we really use the strengths of like a lot of the other designers in, in projects for, um, for HelloSign. And that's where it's really helpful to kind of be there and provide a lot of the context Though we do have, um, like, Designers that specialize in HelloSign because of like the constant work that they kind of need to be mm. um, plugged into. But, yep. you know, yeah, I mean, tasks come in and, and you know, there's always um, someone we can resource it to. And um, yeah, that's what like the rest of the team is for.
0: That's really cool. It's kind of like you are a small marketing and brand design team still, but you have the resources of a much larger one because you can pull from the rest of Dropbox Brand Studio when you need to, you know, when something's important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's great because these design designers have been working for Dropbox products and kind of understand the frameworks. And for them, it's kind of really interesting to kind of see at the same thing, like how a different product operates and like maybe like how we speak to a different audience and, and where are possibilities for like using the same language or like maybe just similar visual, you know, like treatments for things. Every time a new designer kind of comes in with a, a, into a new project at HelloSign, they're like, wow, okay, so. It's a little bit less of like, Oh, autopilot. I know what to influence. It's like, okay, let me take a step back and, and think a little bit. And um, let me actually learn a little bit more about the product. So I, I do find that they're very excited about trying, trying out projects for the team. Totally. That's like typical in-house designer thing, right? It's like you're so focused on one brand and like one style. And so it's nice to every now and then just do something a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for everyone. Um, and the cool thing is that designers have like also different skill sets, even like in the brand designers. Mm-hmm. So some are... are pretty good at like just layout and they will tap the, maybe like someone else who's like really good in like product visuals and like abstract UI. And, and it's, it's a very, it's a team that really kind of values kind of like, you know, Kind of critique and feedback, and like I think it's it really good. we we take it upon everyone to kind of like deliver work for like things that might be really ambiguous. That's like bringing an entire company with its own brand into another one, and then kind of like see what the future will look like, right? And at the same time, delivering like on the project that we need to at a certain deadline. So <laughs> it's definitely a, a lot of team effort for sure.
0: Can we talk more about how exactly you collaborate across um, the design team? Do you have, like, weekly or monthly design crits? Do you have stand-ups? Talk to us a little bit about what that working relationship's like.
1: So my favorite part is creative review we have. So we mm-hmm. have um creative review every Thursday. And okay. for the most part, will it'll be a sign-up, and there's always someone who wants to show work. And really like everyone attends in brand studio, um, especially the designers and illustrators and they CDs. And I love because it's, it really you can show work at any stage and you can come very much clean and say, I am so stuck on this, please help me out. I don't know where to go X, Y, Z here and you get just like a myriad of like super candid responses on like okay like let's let's break let's help you break down the problem and 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 just like kind of the way that people come in together and just kind of like provide just the best well-intentioned feedback and and kind of understand where you're at because like a lot of it is kind of like okay when do you need when do we need to figure this out by like let's work with your constraints i found it super helpful so it's such a safe environment you know to you know, just be able to go into a meeting
0: with, you know, quite a few people and say, I'm totally stuck. Um, I don't know what I'm doing and have them help you and, feel okay doing that. That's that's great that you have that.
1: It reminds me a lot of school. When I was in college and you have a deadline the next day mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you are, everyone's in the, in the studio pasting things, printing things, and someone's just not quite done with something or haven't figured out. And, to, and everyone like kind of huddles around and starts kind of like, okay, let's help you out. It's that kind of attitude of like we we all want you to succeed. I love yeah. it, but it's just a constant, and it it's, it really is great. We also do have a monthly brand all hands where we really talk about, you know, the team. We welcome new team members birthdays we do this thing called brand love where we shower someone in love and kudos Aww. and appreciation there is a broader design all hands also monthly with um our vp of design and that's where we also talk about vision and strategy and um you know top of minds and the org um maybe like things that happen in the company how do they affect design our stance mm-hmm. our opinions you know and the health and design team i also have a um Uh, bi-weekly design meeting where I um, pretty much touch base with product design and we kind of stay connected. And yeah, we pretty much just like make sure that um nothing's strained too far from from where we where it should be um and we're moving kind of like at a a very similar cadence
0: that's great yeah um so it sounds like there's a lot of making sure talking to each other making sure everyone's on the same page but also making time for the relationship building stuff as well you know yeah i think that's important too for getting good work done is if you trust your workmates
1: and you feel supported by them and you know have a good relationship i I did forget to add we do have office hours and super important let's say that someone can make um creative review or there's limited time we do have office hours for C, by use and hello sign so Mm -hmm. whoever is working for example maybe designers working on like um, um some ads or maybe like um an ebook or say a landing page they kind of like look at which one it which pretty much area it fits and they sign up and it's an entire hour and everyone kind of stays and kind of sees the work and it's also really great to see kind of the variety of projects that you work with and it also honestly it has helped me tremendously to just even anticipate things that i might Mm. run into yeah i think it's been really helpful for for everyone to kind of solve a problem together and that way we don't have to run into the same thing like in multiple you know multiple times so office hours really really great
0: again lots of talking to each other right and making sure that everyone can learn from what other designers are going through before we go too much further into details of like project process because i have lots of questions on that but let's um go a bit higher level and talk about the hello sign brand a bit because you mentioned, you know, it's got a different brand and the designers like to work on this different target audience from time to time. How would you describe the Hello Sign brand and target audience?
1: So when we defined the brand um, a couple of years ago, we made sure that it would always be perceived as simple, helpful and delightful. I think we took a lot of pride on defining, redefining the expectations of what a brand and focus on like, legality and agreements and, yeah, and signing yeah. could be. <laughs> Um, because most people have, like, really negative associations with paperwork mm. and forms and contracts. So we wanted to kind of change that relationship between, um, you know, our users and what that aspect of, of, of their businesses. Um, our our audience is definitely small businesses. So we embraced illustration pretty early on. And we also favored really clean and simple layouts. Our product is very clean and very simple to use. Kind of like, you know, uh, succinct. It really focuses on kind of, like, kinda of staying out of the way and just kinda of letting you do you, you do your thing and kinda of like move on to the next thing. As a product sweep so- grew and we started kind of introducing more products we started implementing color um as kind of like a way of differentiating cool. the products um so hello facts was the time yellow and hello works which was kind of like our smart kind of like form products green and hello Sun remained blue but we also have like api so it started getting definitely a little bit more complex but we definitely defined okay we need to use um, color in a way that you know it's still like accessible and it's still like friendly and it's still like it it still makes us stand out from one that your standard kind of car- corporate software looks like. So yeah, that's that's how I would define the brand. Definitely, always very simple. There's an element of transparency. There's there's more products in the space nowadays, but at the time, I think that just the reinforcement of like we are a simple-to-use product, but we are very much legal and we're very, being very transparent with like opening up the conversation of like what's what's an interesting and where is it and what you can do with it was very important to us.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is important. Making it feel trustworthy, you know, but also not like scary and off-putting <laughs> yeah. that it's too, yeah, unapproachable, I guess maybe is a good word for it. Yeah. That I th- I feel like I can definitely see everything you said in the in the HelloSign brand for sure. Let's go into a recent design project maybe that you've uh, worked on at HelloSign. Is there one that comes to mind that we could talk through?
1: We just recently worked on some kind of consolidating some pages, um, cool. some landing pages, for like um, for SEO purposes. I think that that is something that gets a little bit complicated at times. And and just recently we had to kind of like sit down and and, and, and go through through a bunch of these.
0: Yeah, okay, well, I'm super interested in this because we're going through something very similar at the moment at ConvertKit. Um, just like, you know, 400 pages on our marketing site, which ones are really needed and how do we focus on the most important ones? Where did this project come about? Who raised the the issue for it, I guess,
1: and was like, hey, we need to work on this? So it was a combination of people at different times. I think it just kind of <laughs> consolidated um, very recently as in like, we just need to take action on this. But I mean, one of the people I raised the issue on like the number of pages, one of our devs raised the issue like, this is going to become a problem in the <laughs> in very quickly and also yeah I, our demand generation and um web optimization um managers were just like this is starting to kind of hurt our our you know hmm. our, our ranking and this is kind of unmanageable the same number of pages that were out yeah. kind of like astray so um <laughs> let's kind of like just round up all of these and see what we can do with them
0: and do you have someone, like a project manager on the team, who handles the prioritization of things and says, like, this is when we're going to fit this project in and this is who's going to work on it?
1: Yeah. So we operate on quarters. Um, so mm-hmm. there is a forecasting and planning every quarter. And okay. the marketing team pretty much huddles together and defines the projects and kind of priority. There is room for, I mean, obviously, there's always things that pop up. And we, a brand studio, are like, happy to accommodate, but... Sometimes we just need to shuffle things around and cut mm. scope on things and move things at, you know to another quarter or maybe just um, the speed things up. But yeah, so once there's a request and we kind of like. See a little bit of like what the, what the quarter is gonna look like at the big. Actually, even before the the quarter is actually done, we see like the following quarter kind of like yep, at a yep. glance. Planning in advance, yeah. Yeah, and we start really thinking about who would be a good match for a project, and then then a producer is assigned, and then the producer really starts thinking about okay, like timelines, and they're really experienced in like knowing kind of baselines for projects. I mean, they've worked in so many different ones that they cannot understand. Oh, this is the part where we're gonna probably hit a snag so Mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. get that earlier on defined they they touch base with stakeholders kind of like if um the brief isn't finalized just kind of get okay let's let's wrap this up let's start uh presenting this to to design and and then once we have a brief and it's submitted and we have kind of like more of less like a timeline and we kind of know that we can we can work on it uh we, we kick off a meeting and then it's it's the stakeholder the producer um myself and most of the time and the designer who's going to be working on it and we talk about like anything that might not be clear in the brief you kinda redefine expectations um clear our gray areas and really kind of digging into like maybe what kind of a little bit of premortem like what could go hmm. really wrong Ooh. what is yeah what are we very very optimistic here um, that might come and bite us, you know, at the end. And also, what other associated tasks have we not, I mean, are related to this project that we haven't actually fleshed out? Like mm-hmm. things like, for example, are we gonna need a new illustration? Are we going to be needing um, a photography for this? Do we need a brand writer to actually proofread or is the PMM, PMM's copy just it's good to go? Things like that. So we fleshed that on the kickoff meeting. And then after that, our producer kind of sets up timeline. And the designer pretty much starts kind of like putting things together, and yep. if it's like a page or in this case, we started thinking about, yeah, like, well, you know, we have this many pages and in this particular project, we worked with uh, a vendor who really kind of specializes on. Kind of like extracting really information about all of these pages and kind of like finding them, which was probably like the, the most daunting task.
0: Yes. They hide, don't they? They're, they you, they there's do. There's pages on
1: your site, and you're like, where did you come from? I yeah. didn't know you existed. Yeah. And the way they did it is like very smart. I mean, they do use software that kind of like really helps you because one has like a, a sitemap, but the true sitemap is, is, it's not, it's not pretty. <laughs> yep. yep. So, um, and then kind of providing, giving a score to the pages, just kind of like thinking of like really the quality of like the design things, like it might be very out of date. Mm. So that's like already a dent. The content mm-hmm. might not be up to date or might not be really good. That's another one. So like really giving a score and like really thinking about on their end of like, okay, URLs and keywords. And yeah, uh, the designer just starts thinking about too, about, okay, so we are going to be replacing a lot of these pages. What kind of work? needs to be done from scratch what um really kind of also scaling the work so what we did for this is say okay we have copy written for like let's say 15 pages but realistically since we're kind of like tackling this a little bit from a fresh point of view let's work with a small bundle of three because that allows us to see what three pages um redesign can do what the impact of these can be and then we can kind of like maybe create a process for the next bundle to be executed a little more quickly or like if we need to actually go back and it didn't work out when we can we can redo we can iterate
0: yeah right with the learnings from that first three you know you can apply them to the to the rest that makes sense
1: yeah i mean the process has been that um once the wireframes let's say are kind of ready we kind of touch base with stakeholders there's a review the hierarchy looks good everything like it's it's working we dive into like now visual design and at times the designer will also create the the product visuals but sometimes there'll be someone else who like oh the this person's just really, just kind of really is great at it. So they'll take care of it. In this case, he um, he did. And yeah, just kind of going into, um, if we're talking about a particular feature and we don't have like a product visual, like an abstract UI, then we kind of craft that. And also thinking about um, things like alt text and how are we exporting Um, assets as well and you know character count we go over like the copy a little bit more so those things can always start kind of thinking about and 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 touching base with stakeholders if there needs anything needs to be revised after that we have kind of like a more visual design review in the middle of this I mean we saw those pages I saw them like in in our office hours and creative review I mean these pages kind of got shared and kind of seen by other team members and they got to ask questions of like oh how 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 is that problem solved how how are you going to tackle all those 15 pages and then kind of in the, again learnings for them when if, if if they ever have to kind of do that and then yeah we pretty much we feel good about the visual design we kind of touch base again with um with stakeholders um we tie loose ends and everything looks too, good to go if, if there's any feedback we make sure to put it in and then um, yeah we prepare on interactive projects we make sure that from the very beginning like we always kind of have like a, a conversation with the with the developer especially if there's a project that is kind of going to be new or something that is hmm. kind of outside of like the the system when we prepare for handoff we definitely meet with the developer and be like okay like is there anything here that we should be adding some extra notes um anything deviates from what we've done before yeah and then we just kind of prepare things for handoff we export um assets and we uh hand them off to actually the producer who who kind of like Take all the files in the baton and inform everyone of that the project has kind of reached these milestones, and um, it's now kind of has it has entered the stage of like uh, build and and then QA etc. And uh, what design tool
0: gets used at? at hellosign
1: figmas are yeah figmas and usually the answer is figma yeah (laughs) yeah you know i um i remember when we moved from sketch um a few years before the acquisition yeah we were heavy sketch users and then we transitioned to figma we haven't (laughs) haven't looked back ever since haven't looked back (laughs) (laughs) and
0: what other tools are a part of this this design and build process like
1: what is your site built on so we use Webflow uh, as our Ooh. CMS, a uh, huge fan. And yeah, we partnered up with um, Webflow developer um, a couple years ago to kind of move the site over. Currently we have two uh, developers kind of working on it and kind of optimizing it and making sure that all of the, you know, all of the other things we have plugged into it for like analytics metrics and, um, you know, forms and it's working uh, pretty well. And uh, so, yeah, we, we use Webflow, yeah, for, for design. Let me think, I think for interactive, that would be it. Uh, we use After Effects and Lottie, which we then Ooh, implement cool. into into Webflow um, for certain uh, pages that have, like, kind of key animation, including our current homepage. Um, so, yeah, uh, After Effects, it's definitely something that we use um, from time to time.
0: And the the two developers that you said the work on the Webflow site, are they internal
1: on like on the team at Dropbox or at HelloSign? Sign? Yeah. they yep. are a part of the marketing team, so they're marketing mm-hmm. developers, and yeah, they are um they're internal. Yeah, cool. That's nice to have that resource internally. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I think that. Um, it's one of your one of your best friends as an interactive designer. Is you want to keep that relationship like it's just in the best um, possible way because you're learning constantly as like technology changes. And I'm not on Webflow myself a lot in it, so I get to kind of like really understand like the actual functionality and the uh, I guess like the the how a new feature affects us when a developer tries it out and kind of like. Mm. Um, kind of comes in and kind of says this could be this could be big for us, or like we could we could actually do this. Like kind of how it happened that we could um, implement Lottie files. Like kind of right. Happened. I was just thinking about yeah. that. Speaking of the marketing team,
0: is the marketing team structured in a similar way to Brand Studio, where there is a marketing team focused on HelloSign as well as like a separate side of the marketing team that focuses on Dropbox?
1: Yeah. So the marketing mm-hmm. team at HelloSign is um fairly big. It does have about oof. I don't want to. I'm gonna say I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say it's about like 18 to 20 people. Well, it's mm-hmm. not huge, but 18 to 20 people, and the leadership does kind of like dotted line report into the broader Dropbox marketing structure, but they do fairly operate fairly independently. So our goals are different, our OKRs are different. Um, mm. so they do kind of follow kind of their own kind of like plan um yep. for the year and for the quarters
0: would you say that most of the projects that you end up working on come from the marketing team and from their needs
1: yeah yeah a lot of um like product and brand awareness mm-hmm. um you know product la- launches i want my feature launches and um event promotion um education things like case studies there's like blog you know and, um, and on the acquisition and growth kind of side of things, just kind of like we talked about web optimization, kind of like taking mm-hmm. care and revisiting flows, technical debt on our side that might be kind of hurting us in any given way, um, site audits, you know, architecture of our site, as I mean, we have multiple products and um, we're in a company that has multiple products. So <laughs> kind of like understanding how one person navigates through the HelloSign site and it might kind of end up in the Dropbox site as well mm. and kind of how to kind of keep um, an experience that benefits both companies um, definitely falls on projects that uh, marketing hello HelloSign also starts. Nice.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting to me that the, the developers are on the marketing team as part of the org structure. How do you ensure that relationship Stays close and that you know you're you have a good working relationship despite being on separate teams.
1: Any tips you can share there? Well, we, we do have like a lot of kind of squad channels on Slack yep. that really kind of allows for kind of quicker discussion on items and on tasks. At times, when you are working with like a larger group, you need to kind of like fill in with more context, but mm-hmm. sometimes when you just kind of like have a smaller kind of like a tiger team, you are able to just kind of like go straight into like you know maybe like technical language and and, and, and issues and and get like an, an answer guy a little bit more quickly but i would say that i work with the marketing team very closely like it's i i go to their um team events like i'm very much part of an, an honorary <laughs> member of the team. So it doesn't feel as separate to be yeah. quite honest. Um, I think we've done a really good job at just kind of like really placing a lot of value on on understanding our roles and, and, and just making sure that that we're looped in into like what's important to, to both um, teams. And the developers kind of like see both sides. They kind of see like kind of like technical repercussions of something that's not maybe implemented right or maybe something where we might have cut corners, or maybe something where um, it wasn't thought through. So it's in the best interest for like both like marketers and PMMs and also like brand designers to like understand the site very well through like a relationship with our developers. I
0: think it comes again to just talking to each other. You know, yeah. is what I'm what I'm hearing from you in a lot of this. I'm curious to know how your role has changed over the years at HelloSign in terms of hands-on design time, you know? Because as we're talking through this project, you know, I heard from you that there was a designer working on this in Figma, and um, you you perhaps weren't the one working on the design yourself. Is that usually the case these days? Are you more at the strategy
1: level? A little bit of both. So my role Mm -hmm. is hybrid, so I do have some projects that I take on. My manager sometimes will be like, hey, like, There's like, for example, no one that to take on this task, and it's gonna go ahead and just do it. So I, I do love that there's like that element. Like everyone's a team, we're all gonna help out wherever we can. But yeah, my role is hybrid, so I do have some IC projects that I, um, that I touch on. But yes, I think that my role has been changing towards really being that person who can provide a lot of like Zoomed out version kind of eagle's view, and I do a lot of review of work and a lot of it is it's um kind of providing insight into like what the future could look like and kind of helping designers like scale themselves so sometimes there will be like really interesting work for a project but i kind of know through experience that the the frequency at which we're going to do something is not going to allow for this to be reinvented every every time. So yeah, that's where yeah. you kind of like have a conversation with the designers and like, this is great. What can we extract from this approach that we can actually like deliver every single time without like compromising in the quality? Otherwise we're going to we're going to bite more than we can chew and going to like get overwhelmed or just kind of like burnt out. Right. Yeah. More systems thinking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also do like a lot of review of work. We partner with some agencies for a lot of the production work, which is like resizing ads and Mm -hmm. some, Mm -hmm. some video production and I'm there as kind of like, uh, uh, some liaison between brand and marketing kind of help kind of like steer conversation towards like, Hey, that voice, and tone wasn't quite right, or like, oh, like this is the right implementation of things. You're like the brand watchdog, you know, yeah. making sure that everything <laughs> is it's a little track. scary, but I let's say, yeah, I mean, we can say it like that, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even gonna argue that. That's
0: definitely one way to say it. <laughs> no, I'm saying it that way because that's what I feel like my role is at ConvertKit as well, mm-hmm. is to sort of stay aware of what's going on and, and be the one to speak up if I'm like, hey, this isn't quite on brand enough. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. Talking about your role some more, what metrics are you accountable for? Is it you're accountable for projects shipping on time or is there more specific, I don't know, like brand awareness or
1: affinity metrics that you're held accountable to as an ACD? Yeah, I would say um, as we have adopted as, as I joined Brand Studio and we have kind of adopted like a, a pipeline of ships, I mean, goes into like mm-hmm. the, the, the team and then we're using also other designers, just making sure that projects get delivered on time and kind of like stay in scope is very important, but also kind of identifying when we need extra help um i think that a lot of the changes you can do are can be temporary can be kind of like advantages but at the end of the day if you just need to keep growing the team that's something that you have a decision that you have to make for brand i think that a lot of the metrics are more qualitative it's really it's about like do things feel like on brand are things kind of like talking to the right audience Um, And it's a lot when they review work from other agencies, like is this like a good implementation? We do look at software that kind of gives us a more like a scoring based on kind of like you know like our kind of share of voice and Mm. um, kind of like reviews and kind of sentiment but that gives us more like a view on like a longer term so it's kind of hard to like change something like a month or even a quarter and kind of see it reflected dramatically but you know something that really would pay a lot of attention is what people go going to events for example what are the sentiments that are getting from people visiting like the virtual boots at events or maybe like the kind of like words used in like the messages in our like in our chat in our homepage. a lot of those messages gives us like a lot of insights into what kind of information we're not delivering or yeah, we point. are doing a good job in and even things like I mean we consider ourselves a very transparent brand if, if we feel like people aren't finding something like information that is very crucial, then we kind of like do an disservice to it. So kind of like staying on top of that um, is very important for us. Yeah, no no strong definitive metrics um, that, mm-hmm. I can, that I can say.
0: It's more qualitative and that mm-hmm. you're keeping a pulse on things. What about um, site data? Like, is there someone uh, like a data analytics team you can work with to see how pages are performing and to ask questions of it
1: to know what to change and what to improve yeah we have a data a data team um in the marketing team and we also have a web optimization team (laughs) and yeah we definitely look at um you know things conversions downloads on pieces traffic time on page i think the scoring is important that's one of the things that we've been doing more regularly as we kind of take looks at our our site and kind of decide what are we going to be you know sunsetting or what are we going to be able what are we going to be um uh, updating a lot of that um, insight turns into that experimentation we do meet and talk about what is possible to change around without me kind of like being involved every single time so we yep. kind like of have like a little bit of a playground And then the team can then report back on like, hey, you remember this page and this experiment? He was here was the experimentation plan for it. We were gonna test these two sections, moving them around, and uh, this one performed better. And then you know, kind of that cumulative kind of insights just kind of helps us make better decisions in the long term and kind of like not kind of like maybe stumble upon the same things over and over. Yeah. yeah we have a data team and then a web optimization manager who would just take a look at everything web project she's pretty much embedded in um, just to make sure that we are considering experimentation and in you know opportunities for 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 these pages to really deliver yeah
0: totally and I guess also taking learnings from experiments that have been run and seeing where else can we apply this this knowledge and like use it going forward as well, sharing sharing that information. What advice do you have to other designers who may be at a smaller company that gets acquired by a, a bigger company? What advice do you have for them for, I don't know, maintaining the brand, for maintaining their their processes or learning how to be be acclimatized to a, a new company? Curious to hear if there's anything you learned from this acquisition by Dropbox that you want to pass on?
1: Oh man, change is so exciting. I mean, honestly, being very candid here, like if, if, if we were going to be acquired by a company, I think Dropbox would have been like the one that I would have wished for. Um, I think be open to learning. One of the first things that I realized is that there's a lot of great things about having a small team because you do get a lot of ownership on the products but the projects really you can only get so much feedback from uh, from your peers and the small team and from like your marketing partners and there's like the experience and the way of running things from teams that have experienced maybe the challenges of the of smaller and medium company those are really priceless and you you don't really you don't really get to learn that until you hit those next so just really be open to like suggestions and like maybe like really question about how how a process was um, arrived at you know maybe it's the time maybe you, it's, it's the time for you to implement that. Something that I did a lot was when we got um, access to pretty much a lot of the documents in and, and the design team I read through a lot of older projects and i found a lot of the challenges that we were running into at the time so I was like this gives me almost like 50% of the answer and this gives me the language to express maybe like the thing that i hadn't figured out how to how to express that something was bothering me about this problem or i couldn't really narrow it down here was the answer for those things. And that was really helpful. I mean it really it, it really felt like going back to school. It really felt like you were reading, um, yeah, from a textbook a little bit. And not everything applies necessarily to you, but definitely perspective and like from a brand like Dropbox that really pays a lot of attention to design and like brand expression the insights really felt like kind of finding a bit of a gold mine you know so
0: just basically embrace the change you know yeah. and see where you can learn from it and yeah. taking it
1: as an opportunity i love it and you know i think something that the designers are brands do to really also got really excited about was that sometimes the bigger companies um, processes are a little bit lengthier because like there's more people involved there's more eyes on the work I guess also kind of like the wearing a lot of hats um, it was really exciting to see people that were like oh my god you did this but you also did this, you also did that it kind of makes them kind of like also excited to for them to try other areas right Um, not maybe like Maybe they've been specializing on something for a little while and just kind of meeting someone who's going to be doing a little bit of, of everything because of really like that's how the, the team necessity. is set up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it gets them excited to be like, maybe, yeah, maybe I can do that too. I can explore that as well. Yeah, so there's like learning on both sides.
0: <laughs> that's right. Let's end by talking about the project or like impact I don't know that you're most proud of in your time at HelloSign.
1: I would definitely say that was moving the website to Webflow. Uh, I think that at the time, we were pretty much doing updates to our website on kind of like aligning them to like um, a release schedule for product, which was like every six weeks. And Mm -hmm. that was very difficult for the marketing team to launch um, an update. Imagine if you have a typo or something, you have to kind of like set up like a Jira ticket and it get prioritized, talk to the right people. It was just, it was just not scalable. And, and, and we were already, I feel like big enough that we, we shouldn't have been dealing with that problem. But, um, and my, I'm also sure that the engineers were very happy to not have to, to, to resolve those issues for us. So, I was tasked at the time to like find kind of like our CMS and I looked through the options and I think Webflow was definitely the one that stood out at the time just because of the flexibility and you know as a, as a designer you kind of want to know if you're going to be able to get your type exactly how you want it, if you're going to get your spacing exactly how you want it, like how really the level, you don't want something that's like necessarily plug and play, you don't want... Templates, you kind of want to go in there and just make it really your own, and Webflow really allowed for that. So before kind of making the decision, what I ended up doing was that I went ahead and built our homepage on Webflow, like on a trial. Yeah. Cool. And like I did a that. test. Yeah, let's just goes. let's see yeah. how it goes. And the fact that I was able to do it like in like an evening, I was kind of blown away. I was like, okay, this is this is. I'm not a developer and I was able to do this with um with my limited knowledge of like the terminology and and it also kind of like helped me really solidify what I did know, like the terminology of classes, of, you know, like Mm. divs, it really kind of, okay, it it, it put it all together helped me kind of sew those concepts together and kind of visualize them. So it was really helpful. So I was able to do that. And I remember very clearly that I said, okay, there's an export feature, export code. And I always felt those never work. It's always something that, yeah, of course. And you plug it in and it's not gonna display properly. So I export the code, I give it to another developers and I said, "Can you? Can we like see how this looks like in like a experiment page?" And I think it rendered like almost perfectly, like maybe like 99 percent <laughs> there. And I was like, "Okay, maybe <laughs> this is this is like probably the way to go." After that, we. We ended up doing an audit of the site at the time, Uh, again, which is trying to categorize pages, kind of score them. And over the course, I think of, I think it was about like six weeks, we redesigned and rewrote a lot of the pages and rebuilt them on Webflow. And oh man, it was a lot of work. I don't know how, I mean, I can't even imagine how much. Harder would have been if we had maybe picked that solution or we had done something else. But it definitely helped me build a relationship with our site and really kind of get to know it um, mm. in a different level, right? And again, like, I think that just having design systems just kind of like being like the the thing front and center that I knew that we needed to tackle to help this kind of like be implemented in a way that was easier um it was kind of like the you know like hand experience with like okay um components are just an important part of of a design system and a, a designer and a designers experience and, and interactive so um well we did it and we were pretty happy with it and and you know we still use webflow I still look back and, and kind of like I'm really impressed that we were able to do it with like just me pretty much as a designer yeah and um in nothing that was i don't think it was anything critical that happened like wrong everything like was was great i don't think a lot of people get to experience that and <laughs> very very often but i did and, and i'm really i'm really proud of that um and now we i mean we have a, a website that that supports like a, a lot of pages and my blog and just um an entire like flow and connects to a product and 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 i'm, I'm just really happy that i was able to be part of that of the strategy and the planning and the execution of, of such a, such a big scary thing at the time
0: yeah that's a big change and i don't know yeah i can totally understand why you're proud of that to have been the one to suggest that uh, this is the solution that i think is going to help this and then seeing it implemented seeing it work yeah that's that's awesome well done <laughs> <laughs> thank you well, thank you so much for everything you've shared in this episode, Berenice. So much useful information here, and it's nice to hear about this side of um, Dropbox and where Hello Sign fits into it. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I'm so glad that I got to speak to Berenice about how Hello Sign work is done at Dropbox. It's the perfect follow-on from my episode last week with the Dropbox executive creative director, Liz Gilmore. If you missed that, definitely go back and listen to it so you have like the full picture. You can find it as well as all of our other episodes at insidemarketingdesign.co and check out the description for links to Berenice and links to Hello Sign as well. We are getting close now to the end of season two. There are just three more episodes left. So if you've been enjoying the show, I would really appreciate it if you would take the time to go leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I've seen it near the top of like the design charts in some countries, which been super exciting. I'd love to hear your feedback on the show as well. Do you want a season three next year? What companies should we feature in it? If you do, feel free to leave a comment on the YouTube video or tweet me at Charlie Prangley and let me know. Thanks to Webflow for sponsoring season two. Thanks to you for listening to it. And I will see you next time, bye.